This is Gareth Southgate, and this is the Three Lions Podcast. And welcome to the Three Lions podcast. My name is Russell Osborne and this is an independent England football supporters podcast. I hope you're keeping well. After a short break, I am back on the podcast recording game. I have got a fair few coming your way over the next few weeks and months. So stay subscribed and you won't miss them. Of course, all concentrating on our very own national football team. Now, for this episode, I'm looking at all the England-related players that have made a summer move during the transfer window that opened on the 1st of June and closed on the 1st of September. Now, I've done one sort of this time last year where I think there were only about 15 who made a move. Uh, If I didn't count them up properly... Uh, or this time around, there is a lot, lot more. Um, and I think a combined transfer amount of around 650 million. This for either former, current, or maybe even future England internationals. Uh, we all know it's been a pricey old summer, hasn't it? Cost of living crisis, tightening of the purse strings, energy bills, domestic goods, petrol means absolutely nothing in the world of football. Uh, Apparently, the Premier League spent a record £2.36 in this transfer window. Unbelievable numbers. Here to go through all those England players, past, present and future, uh, is Gary Lambert from Channel England Football over on YouTube. Hello, Gary. Hi, Russell. Nice Nice to be back. Yeah, good to, good to speak to you again. How's the channel going? Yeah, very good. I had a very successful Women's World Cup, actually. So, yeah, it's, uh, it really took off this summer. Ah, oh, the Women's World Cup just didn't happen for us, did it? No, no. I mean, the, the final was disappointing, wasn't it? But they were. I think they did really well to get there. You know, our first ever World Cup final. So, yeah, it was a great summer in the end. Absolutely. I'm thinking back, though, that the World Cup final, unfortunately, I mean, obviously, we know the, the result, but... What's come of it since is isn't football related. It's it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, how messy's that got now? And I think it's only going to get worse, isn't it? But yeah. Yeah, yeah, whatever comes of that. But it is disappointing because nobody's talking about Spain winning the thing, are they? No, no, sad state of affairs. Very sad. But this episode, uh, we are talking England transfers. Of course, the the transfer window is as shut or slammed shut as Sky Sports like to... Uh, do they still use slam shut? <laughs> I think so. It's, it's very dramatic, very American, isn't it? Yeah, I, I've got to be honest, I, I I dislike the... I dislike deadline day. Um, the transfer window, yeah, it's, it's just a lot of hype and talk, isn't it, by agents? And back in the day, players would just get on and move, wouldn't they? Yeah, it's just all the glam. It's all part of the act, isn't it, in the share of football now? I mean, literally people love transfer deadline day i've got mates who literally sit in front of the tv 24 7 so (laughs) oh i've got to say yeah not not for me i i am however though gonna put that to one side and and just go through some of these england players that have moved since the first of june um some of these players might be ones you've forgotten about some of them will be oh yeah 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 that's a good move for him some we might think "Mm, that's not not too sure about that but we'll go through them going to start it all in like an order of they happened so back in june uh 6th of june jack butland moved from crystal palace to rangers on a free transfer he had uh nine caps for jack butland of course goalkeeper Uh, i'm trying to think chris woods was a former england goalkeeper that went up to rangers um back in the day james milner a few days later He's been around forever, hasn't he, James Milner? <laughs> he's like Benjamin Button of football, isn't he? <laughs> yes. I mean, he's he's 37. Wow. Um, but he has always done a job for anyone, wherever he's gone. This time he went to, to Brighton from Liverpool on a free transfer. 
61 caps for, for Milner and one goal between 2009 and 2016. I mean, he's clearly he's not going to get back in the England squad, I wouldn't have thought. But, but it is nice sometimes when you see these players like that still around. You know, he's a, a proper footballer, James yeah, Milner. Yeah, and, and, and for a three as well, even if he doesn't play many games, you, it, the experience he'll bring, it's a good signing for Brighton. Yeah, and of course, Brighton in European football this year, so yes. he will bring them that experience. But the first big one, really, of the transfer window, uh, and I think it was always on the cards, was Jude Bellingham. Dortmund to Real Madrid, £88.5 and supposedly rising to £115 million. Um, already, uh, he's got 24 caps for England. He's only, what is he, 20? 20, 21, something like that. Early 20s, yeah. Um, yeah. He scored a, scored the winner again last night. He started life at Real Madrid really well, hasn't he? And he's, he's unbelievable. He, he is the one England player where you look at and he, you try and take your England brain out of it, don't you? Because let's be honest, we think everyone's world class at 20 if they're playing first team football. But of course. Jude Bellingham really is. He, he is so good. And dare I say, he's uh, it, not, obviously, because the prices in football now are absolutely outrageous but even at those in this current market at those prices Jude Bellingham's looking a steal at the minute for the for the player he's looking like he's going to be uh, become and he's just he's just unbelievable and and what a signing for Real Madrid and what a signing for England as well because I want to see more English players play abroad I, I, I think that can only benefit our international uh, team um, and he's just started life in Real Madrid absolutely magnificently He's one of these players that when I've heard him speak before on a after a match when he's speaking to the, the TV, he just speaks so well. He's been brought up so well, obviously started uh, at Birmingham City, went to Dortmund. He, he's the type of guy that he would, he's learnt German when he was in Dortmund. You know, he's just going to become fluent in Spanish. Um, uh, just a genuine all round good guy and deserves everything that that comes his way I think he scored on his debut as well yeah, um, yeah. I think you see with, with England in particular because we build them up so quickly how many England players have we seen who by Jude Bellingham's age have already started to you know wane a little bit they've been amazing as a teenager but then by the time they get to the you know early 20s even then they it's almost becomes too big for them they're too big for the boots or they've earned the money and they're not interested but off the pitch and on the pitch he just seems to continuously grow doesn't he and at the world cup he was absolutely fantastic the writing was on the wall for him to move to real madrid and he's just he's just he is going to be england's key player moving forward yeah, and I think that someone even said he's already a a Ballon d'Or winner just yeah. just in waiting. Um, yeah, I, I I could not agree more. Yeah, I think he, I think it's certain he'll win the Ballon d'Or at some point. Yeah, no, it's it's a nice journey to watch his. Uh, a few days later, 28th of June, uh, another fairly big um, move, um, but it's probably an inevitable following Leicester being relegated to the Championships. But James Madison moved to Tottenham for 40 million. He's only earned three caps for for England. His debut was in uh, 2019 and already he's he's found Tottenham as a a nice little home. Uh, Even captained them on his debut there, scoring goals for them against Bournemouth and Burnley. He's, He's finding his feet at Tottenham. Yeah, James Madison. I mean, the fact that he's only had three caps, I, I don't think in historically that's unfair, but certainly over the past year, I think a lot of us were calling for Madison to start more games for England when he was playing so well for Leicester, despite obviously them getting relegated. And again, I think at today's market, 26-year-old Englishman, £40 million for Tottenham. I think it's a steal. Um, and I think he's showing his worth. I think he'll grow from strength to strength at Tottenham. And again, I'm glad to see him in in the England squad. And I think he's going to be a key player for the national side moving forward. Yeah, yeah, got a few goals in him, James Madison. Yeah. Um, there's a play you said about obviously wanting to see England players abroad, um, which which is good. And and you mentioned the the most recent squad announcement. I think we've got four overseas players. Uh, in that squad and I, I can't think the last time we had sort of that sort of number playing abroad uh, one player who's not in this 
um, squad and maybe hasn't been for a little while. Uh, but Ruben Loftus-Cheek um, has gone to AC Milan from Chelsea for supposedly around 15 million. Ten caps to his name, but his last game was in 2018 uh, in that game against the, the States, the Wayne Rooney Foundation game. Um, I think this is more a case of just Chelsea looking to offload players as well for the whole financial side of things. Yeah, Chelsea's had a big, big summer, haven't they? And I think they're, they're spending a lot, but then obviously needed to get rid of a lot of players. And going back to my comment regarding Jude Bellingham, how we build these England players, or Ruben Loftus-Cheek was one of those players where in his yeah. early career, you know, we all thought it was going to be brilliant, didn't we? And it just hasn't quite happened for him. And uh, to be honest with you, I think this is a move that he should have done three years ago, two or three years ago. I know, obviously, he, he had a, a stint at Fulham, but he just... You know, I think he had 100 caps, just over 100 caps at Chelsea in nearly 10 years. And you just think, where's his ambition? And this is what I mean about wanting players to go abroad earlier when they're not really getting the game time. Um, And I think this move is a good move for him, albeit probably too late. I mean, he's only 27, but uh, I think he should have gone a few years ago. But let's hope he can almost revive his career because he has just started to become a little bit forgotten. He was at risk, wasn't he? And all of a sudden being 30 years old and everyone's thinking, well, what happened to him? Um, one of those yeah. types of players. So yeah, I'm glad he's moved and let's see what he can do now. Yeah. Uh, and whilst we said about James Madison going from Leicester to Tottenham, Harry Winks went the other way, Tottenham to Leicester for supposedly for, for 10 million. He was always one of these players, Harry Winks, that was doing well for, for Tottenham, but could never really sort of make the the step up he got 10 caps for for England and I know Leicester are are doing fairly well in the championship following that relegation but as as we're going to comment on various other players if you're playing championship football you're you're unlikely to be playing in the the England senior team which kind of brings us on to the next one Connor Cody went from Wolves to Leicester, I think, via Everton, wasn't it? He's gone to Leicester for about eight and a half million. He's always been in and around the England squad, but never sort of stamped his mark on it, has he, Connor Cody? No, um, from what I read, uh, um, Southgate likes him, even if it's just for the dressing room perspective. But it's a a surprise move because... He's not he's not a bad player. Um, no. The fact that he's gone down to the championship at, at his stage in the career did surprise me a little bit, although I do expect Leicester to come back up. Uh, but it just means for England, it's another player who really isn't available in that centre-back position. And it's a gap where we've got so many issues. Because um, obviously only this week, Southgate's announced his England squad and he's rightly been slated for including Harry Maguire. And, and I'm a big fan of Harry Maguire. I, I really like him for England. But... He's not playing football, is he? But then no. you look at the players who who else he can pick, and it is it's so limited. And then you maybe do understand why Maguire is still in this England squad. So Conor Cody going to Leicester and is is disappointing from an England perspective because for me personally, I don't think you can have Championship players in the national team for England. But hopefully, he'll be back up in the Premier League and, and playing well soon. And at eight and a half million pounds, I think reported, it's a I think it's a good signing for Leicester. Yeah, I think you're right. And yeah, I'd, I'd expect Leicester to be bouncing straight back up. But the championship can be a funny old league. Yeah, yeah. Easily, easily can get stuck in there, couldn't they? Mm, they could do. One manager who has made a move, former England player, Stephen Gerrard. Um, I'm sure we'll we'll discuss the, the Saudi Pro League in a little bit more detail in a moment. Uh, but he's now manager of Al Etifak. Of course, he's previously managed Rangers and Aston Villa, 114 England caps to his name, 21 goals, been touted in the past as, oh, could he be a future England manager? I've got to be honest, I'm not sure that's the uh, the right direction for him to be going, if that's if that's his ambition. I don't know about you. No, he's sold out, hasn't he? And I think what has, what's annoyed, I think, everybody in over the summer is, you know, when they've gone out to Saudi Arabia, these players, these managers, and they're saying, you know, we've come out there because we like the project. It's nonsense. They've gone out there for the money. It's as simple as that. Um, he's had a, a mixed career as a manager, uh, but I just think he's he's sold out, hasn't he? And, and who knows what he's been paid? I'm sure it's a phenomenal amount of money. So who can probably blame him? But yeah, it's disappointing, really, because you do feel like 
it could have given it another go, maybe in the championship or or even League One. But let's see. Let's see where it leads. Yeah. Mason Mount is an interesting one. 5th of July, he moved from Chelsea to Manchester United for £55 million. 36 caps, five England goals. Uh, his debut was the 4-0 win over Bulgaria in 2019. He, he has suffered with injuries recently. Uh, his most recent appearance was against France in the, in the World Cup um, in Qatar. Um. He's moved from one big club to another, really. It's just, I guess, we know what he's capable of, Mason Mount. I'm just hoping that maybe he can get a little run together and, and force his way back into the England side. It's very... Mason Mount is always going to be a player who divides opinion. Divides some, opinion, yeah. Yes, some people are going to see this as a great move and a great signing for Manchester United. Other fans will think... 55 million for Mason Mount is an absolute joke. I, I'm I'm somewhere in the middle. I think he does do a job. Um, he's very unfashionable in that sense. He's not, you know, he's not your attractive, exciting midfielder, but he does do a job. Um, and I personally do think Man United have got a good signing. It is a, it's an odd move, particularly moving from London to Manchester. I don't really know what he saw was in it for him uh, because he was playing football for Chelsea. Um It'd be interesting to see. It is a turning point, though, for Mount. I think it has to work. Um, yes. If this doesn't work for for him at Man United, then he's all of a sudden he's just going to be one of those other England players who, you know, by late twenties, you just think, you know, what happened to him? But let's I'm, hope it. Let's hope it does work out for him. I'm not 100 percent sure why he's not in the squad at the moment. Is is he still injured? I'm not sure, to be honest with you. I mean, and it wasn't really covered, was it, in the press? So I believe he probably is. Um, yeah, so I believe he's probably injured at the moment. But it, it just shows really the the whole reaction regarding that. I don't think fans would be particularly bothered if he was left out of an England squad. And he's just, I, I don't know with Mason. He's one of those where I still think, even though he's been around for a long time, I still think it is difficult to work out what he brings and what he offers and what he could potentially lead on you know, to becoming in his it's an interesting place for Mason Mount, for me personally, to still be a little bit of an enigma when he's been around for so long, or it feels like he has. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're talking on the day that Arsenal played Manchester United on the Sunday, so we'll see whether whether he features in that game. Uh, he's only 24 years old, but as you say, he's been around for what appears to be quite a while. Um, so still plenty of time for him to... To force his way back into a squad, maybe it'll be the the October fixtures against I mean, Malta and Australia, I think. Italy and Australia. Yeah, I mean, if he is fit, he comes he comes in straight in for Jordan Henderson. Jordan Henderson, uh, as I'm, you know, I'm sure we'll come on to, is, shouldn't be anywhere near the squad. But he's, that's a prime example where he would be in the squad. But uh, yeah, he's, he's early 20s. I just want to see him really push on now. Yeah, yeah. Well, like James Milner, there was another player um, of that ilk um, who uh, made a move. Ashley Young um, went from Aston Villa to Everton on a three. He's, I think he's a year older than James Milner, 38 years old, um, earned himself 39 caps. His debut was in 2007 away to Austria and, and was still playing when we went out to Croatia in the World Cup 2018. Um, I mean, as I said, like, James Milner, it's, it's just nice to see these these players they're basically they're looking after themselves and and still wanting to play. Um, so it's a good luck to Ashley Young. Then another big one. This is sort of where the uh, the the money sort of really hit the roof. Declan Rice. Um, I mean, it was another one where we all knew it was going to happen as soon as he lifted that trophy for West Ham in in Europe at the end of last season. He was pretty much already on his way to Arsenal. Hundred million pounds, supposedly rising to 105. He's already earned 43 caps, got three goals for England. Debut against the Czech Republic in 2019. People forget though that he uh, originally won three caps for the Republic of Ireland, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, and it's um, thank God he swapped. <laughs> yes, he's been he's been so important. I mean. 43 caps i didn't realize he was on that many caps to be honest with you what is he 20 24 23 24 um, yeah. yeah 43 caps wow it just shows you how important he's been and it sounds like big money because a little bit like mason mount he's not 
he's not an exciting footballer in the sense of he's not going to get you loads of assists and goals, but he's the workhorse, isn't he, in the middle? And he's always there. Yeah, and it's taken a while for fans outside of West Ham really to really understand and appreciate his quality. And what a way to end his West Ham career! Obviously, winning the European Trophy, and and I just think it's a good move. It was an interesting move. I think why Arsenal, you might ask, but I think it's a London connection wanting to stay. He's a London boy, isn't he, wanting to stay around there. So that was probably the defining factor for him. But good luck to him. I think, like, Drew Bellingham is the future of England's midfield. And, um, yeah, I hope it works out for him. It is like that spine. People talk about a spine um, for for teams. And I'm sure Gareth knows his first, I don't know, four or five players um, on the team sheet providing their fit. And, And Declan Rice is one of those, along with probably... Pickford, Bellingham, Kane, um, that, uh, that are Maybe part Maybe Saka. Yeah. yeah. But then that's it. There's only, like you said, there's only four players, five uh, max, that certain starters and Rice is one of them. And it just shows you. He's a great footballer. £100 million, I think. If they get 10 years out and in which they, I think they will, it's a, it's a good signing for them. Yeah. I mean, at 43 caps already, if he goes on, touch wood, injury free, he, he should get himself over a hundred when you oh, think yeah, like, easily, yeah. easily. the likes of Gerard and Lampard done that. Um, Ashley Cole too. Um, yeah. Good luck to him. Goalkeeper time again. James Trafford obviously had a wonderful summer for the under 21s and he was originally at Manchester city, obviously not playing games, uh, but moved to Burnley for 19 million. I don't know whether he was in goal, um, when they lost to Tottenham, though I haven't looked that up. I'm assuming he was. Um, I'm I'm not sure actually. I might have a look now. But yeah, it's um, I I think he's a great signing. Like you said, the summer he had was fantastic. He obviously we won won the tournament without conceding a single goal. I mean, that how often does that happen? But I think he's a, he's a brilliant signing. It's another one that really I was surprised that they let go, but. With goalkeepers, you might argue it's a little bit different. And by the way, yes, he was in goal for the 5-2 thrashing. But um, with with goalkeepers, it is a little bit different because they can only play one. You know, you can only play one player there. And yeah. so it's it's a great sign. In 19 million pounds, he's he's still so young, uh, particularly in goalkeeping terms, 20 years old. So I think he's is a great signing, and I think he will be England's future number one if if the, the summer was anything to go by. Yeah, time on his side and he's playing Premier League football. What what more could he want? Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, good luck to him. He's, as you say, if once Jordan Pickford hangs his gloves up, he's going to be knocking on his door, I'm sure. Jake Livermore, people have probably forgotten about him. Uh, West Brom to Watford on a free. His debut was back in 2012. Nathan Redmond, another one that people think, oh, is he still knocking around? Um, he's gone to Burnley, actually, from Besiktas. He earned, how many caps do you think Nathan Redmond earned? Oh, three, two, <laughs> one. All oh, right, OK. <laughs> one, the defeat to Germany in 2017 in Dortmund. Middle of July, Harvey Barnes. He's one of these players that's he's never really sort of, He's been in squads, but only earned himself one cap so far. And that was only coming on as a sub. Um, but he went to Leicester, sorry, went from Leicester to Newcastle for £38 million and went and scored on, on his debut for Newcastle, it's happened. Do we do we see Harvey Barnes as a future England regular? I'm a big fan of him. I really yeah. am. I'm a really big fan of him. Um Left. The only problem is, is the area where he's playing. Mm. It's just we've just got an abundance of talent. Um, I think thirty-eight million pounds is a very good price for a player who I think is going to be really good for Newcastle this season. Um, I just think he's quick. He's got goals in him. I think you can always reflect how good a player is when a team's particularly getting relegated and there's still those players that stand up. And even towards the end of last season, Harvey Barnes was one of those players that almost dragged Leicester out of danger but um I think I think he's a really good player and I'd like to see him get on more England caps it's just I just don't see it being realistic given the strength and depth we've got in those areas which is a bit of a shame really um but who knows Newcastle are obviously a team in transition at the minute they're in Champions League football let's see what he can do in that tournament if he gets the opportunity and he may force his way in 
Yeah, absolutely. At Newcastle, in the position they're in, he's got the the ideal opportunity to to make himself known to Gareth Southgate. Uh, another one is a, is a strange one. I remember talking about this one before. Wilfred Zaha um, went from Crystal Palace to Galatasaray. He's not going to earn himself any more England caps, despite having two back in 2012, because he switched allegiances to the Ivory Coast. Um, so yeah, well, Wilfred Zaha's gone to Turkey. Let's talk about it now. Jordan Henderson. We've mentioned Steven Gerrard, obviously manager of Al Etifak. And I can only imagine that Jordan Henderson is has gone to that particular team because of the the connection there with with Steven Gerrard. Seventy seven caps for Jordan Henderson. He's been selected for the latest squad to play Ukraine and Scotland. He moved there for for twelve million pounds, but he's He's gone with controversy, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, we all know there's a lot of, and this is including who owns Premier League clubs as well, state-run or state-sponsored, and particularly in certain countries, political views, views on, you know, a whole range of different things. People obviously don't agree with the way those countries run things. And I think with Jordan Henderson, from what I understand, he was quite an ambassador to certain areas of the community and it sort of goes against some of those ethics that um, he originally championed but again from a financial point of view money is everything it's, it's it's a cruel and horrible way to look at the world but I don't know what he's been paid but he's clearly gone there for a big final payday um, in terms of you know his stage in his career his age financially it's a it's a sound move for him but ethically yeah, it's it's going to be a debate that rages on for a long, long time. If players want to move, it's entirely up to them. And uh, but you just kind of wish, just just be honest. I'm I'm going yeah. for the money um, because it's it's that side, isn't it? It's just just be you know sincere. Just just speak the truth. You know, you go in because it's too good of an opportunity financially to turn down, and yeah. and and you've got to live by the choices you make you then can't criticize people who are then criticizing you because you're going against previous things you stood for because that is what's happened they're the choices he's made so um yeah it's it's just it'll rage on for a long long time because this is obviously the first transfer window where this Saudi league has really you know come to the forefront and it's only going to get bigger so it's going to be an argument that goes on for a long long time the thing that i kind of struggle with is that He's gone from, or these players have gone from big leagues, Premier League, La Liga, where they're playing in front of 40, 50, in some cases, 60, 80,000 people um, per week or or every other week. And, And now they're going to stadiums that hold 10, 20,000. I know that's... The, 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 the problem is, without sounding too cynical against all footballers, they're not bothered. They really aren't. <laughs> and, and it is a bit of a, you know, all these club fans out there that think their players, have, it, it all comes down to money. The Premier League has just spent, as you said at the start of this uh, podcast, over £2 billion. That is why we have the best players. People do not come here for projects or because they like the cities or anything like that wherever the most money is going that is where people will go and it's 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 as cynical as that and arguably if we was all in the same position we would probably all do the same um, yeah yeah and it, but it is it is the harsh reality of football um and it does put a cat amongst the pigeons in terms of the premier league's dominance and and european dominance in terms of attracting the best players in the world but yeah it, i mean if you're earning £400,000 a week or whatever they're going to be reporting, I wouldn't be bothered about playing in front of 10,000 people or 90,000. So that that is the that is the black and white cynical perspective of football, really. Yeah, no, I, I get that. OK, project um, in Saudi. Do we see him as an England regular from now on? Uh, no chance. And it's just you can't be going there and being called up to the England squad. It's it's not yet. It may be in a while, but you can't just after one transfer window say that that is a league that has any standards 
that England should be picking players from. It's at the minute, it's still even though they've taken players that are a bit younger, it is still the you know the graveyard league for a lot of players. Um, America's been one of those leagues for a long time where just essentially places where people go at the end of the career to earn a bit more money. It's not a place where the quality of football is such where you think we should be picking England players from personally. Um, and you know this is this is England we're talking about. Mm, yeah. um, you know a big footballing nation. The fact that Gareth Southgate's still calling Jordan Henderson up when he's out playing in Saudi Arabia for me is just it's not good enough. I I get that, but I've I've got this hunch that Gareth will continue to select him. Yeah, yeah, no. It, we've we've seen a change in Gareth Southgate. I don't I don't know if you remember early, you know, for a long period throughout his England manager career, he used to be praised for picking players who were on form. That was one of the things that yeah. he seemed to be quite different about. And it seems to have been since probably the last two years, he has started to have not I wouldn't even say favourites because otherwise Sterling would have come back in, but he just seems to be stuck in his ways where he's picking certain players. And they're not making much sense. Um, and that's fine if we then go on and win trophies, but we're not. Um, but yeah, it's, it, there has seemed to be a bit of a change in the way Gareth Southgate picks his squads. Well, we shall see. We've got two more uh, international windows to come before the year is out, October and November. We'll see if Jordan Henderson gets into that. Um, I've got to be honest, I haven't taken any notice of, of whether he's, how many games he's even played for, for our Etifac yet. Um Anyway, moving on. Ainsley Maitland-Niles. Um, I always remember him being a, a, a good Arsenal player. He had the, a career ahead of him, but it's just his contract sort of ran out of Arsenal and he's ended up going to Lyon on a free. Played five caps, but unfortunately they were all behind closed doors, all in the, the COVID area. Um, so I feel for him a little bit, but there you go. Uh, Ross Barkley was a, another free agent. He was at Nice in France, decided to go from there to Luton, which is quite a lifestyle change. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Uh, 33 caps and six goals. I can't see Ross Barkley ever getting back into a uh, an England team. Uh, we mentioned James Trafford. Um, another a youngster was Alex Scott has gone to has gone from Bristol City to Bournemouth for 25 million just age 19 I uh, played in the World Cup in the summer in Argentina uh, maybe one to watch going forward um, another one that's gone to Bournemouth uh, Max Aarons for 7 million uh, he's already got 27 caps at under 21 level and he was in that team that beat Spain in the summer in the under 21 Euros I don't know it's good to see how they'll progress could be the difference for Bournemouth being a maybe lower bottom half and and a mid-table side but it's it's good to see that some of these players are getting the moves that maybe they deserve um for the for the young Lions it just shows you how the landscape of football has changed so much. The fact that Alex Scott has gone from Bristol to Bournemouth for £25 million. Imagine a, young, a 19-year-old England player going for £25 million even 10 years ago. It had been the biggest, one of the biggest transfers of the, yeah. of the summer. People would have been talking about how he's the next amazing talent. So it's, but it's almost just got under the radar. So it just really does show you how football's changing, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, I remember when £25 million was a... Uh, was a big deal. Um, those days are, are well gone. Then the 11th of August, it was the one deal that dominated the back pages and every football website and probably every football WhatsApp group chat again, um, because uh, Harry Kane finally left Tottenham. Um, it was on the cards back in 2021 when Manchester City pursued him um, there was all this gentleman's agreement between Harry Kane and Daniel Levy but that never happened um, Erling Haaland came in for Manchester City which put the, the kibosh on Kane going there so he spent another couple of years at Tottenham until Bayern Munich came in for him and, and I think it's for there were so many valuations going through between the two sides I, I think it ended up at about 95 million but basically 
Harry Kane is no longer a Tottenham player. Uh, and he joins Kevin Keegan and David Beckham as England captains making a move. And this one to Bayern Munich. Yeah, I mean, massive move from an England perspective. He is arguably England's best player. I think Bayern Munich have got a great player, as we all know. I mean, he will score goals and he already has been scoring goals. Yeah. Um, I, I'm glad he's gone. I am glad he's gone. I, I, I want to see him win a trophy. I really do. And I, I think he will at Bayern Munich. Let's see what he can do in the Champions League in a you know, a real pedigree of a, a European team. Um, and I think he's, he's going to score bags of goals. He's going to score absolutely bags of goals for Bayern Munich. And arguably, it may it may extend his career. Um, German football, arguably a bit slower paced than English yeah. football. It might suit him as he gets a little bit older. So hopefully it, it prolongs his career a little bit. Um, he might, you know, all, all being well, he might have another good four years left in him. But yeah, big, big move. And it seemed like, didn't it? It seemed like it was agreed. And then Harry Kane seemed to have last minute jitters, didn't he? Whether he wanted to actually go or not. And then all of a sudden it was back on again. So yeah, I, th- I think it's a, I think it's the right move for him. And looking at the league, Tottenham as well. Yeah, I mean, Tottenham have, have done well without him. Obviously, at the time we're, we're talking, they've just beaten Burnley 5-2 away. So it's not as if they're missing him. No, no, scoring plenty of goals and it just it gives everyone a fresh start and I think I think Kane does want to he wants to go somewhere where I think he did pick trophies, didn't he? He did pick trophies. He thought I, I want to end my career winning something and it has obviously allowed that Tottenham team then to look at different ways of playing because Harry Kane became so important to the way they play because people often forget he's not just goals, is he, Harry Kane? He's no. not just goals. He, he brings everybody else into the into the play is is a great um, target man. He's just he's he's such a fantastic footballer. But it opens up the Tottenham. It opens up the door. Sorry for Tottenham to play a different style. And I think Harry Kane going to Bayern Munich will hopefully extend his career. Well, 84 caps to his name so far. He has the record 58 goals. Debut for him versus Lithuania back in 2015. I don't know if you remember. He came off the bench, and I don't know. Within two minutes, he he'd scored. Um, 2015 doesn't seem that long ago, does it? It's really no, nice. <laughs> no. To to get 84 games under his belt in eight years, um, he's done well. Yeah, he's he's done well, and for a player as well who some people said he had like glass ankles. He, yeah, he's done well. Yeah. 14th of August, Alex Oxlade Chamberlain, another of those players that you think, oh yeah, remember him? Uh, went to Besiktas. I think he was playing at Southampton. I think. Um, Another player who was at Southampton, James Ward-Prowse. Uh, £30 million, he's gone to West Ham United. But he's still one of these players that just always seems to be a fringe player for Gareth. I think this is a great signing. And I'm glad it happened because I was starting to get concerned whether actually someone would buy him. Uh, because mm. did, the championship did start and he was still playing, wasn't he, for, uh, yes. um, for Southampton. And, and I'm so glad West Ham's coming. I think it's a great signing for them. Um, I'm adamant, Russell, if you'd have stuck James Ward-Prowse on that free kick against France in the last minute, ah. um, he'd have buried that. <laughs> and I just, I, 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 Honestly, I want to see him get more England games, particularly when Jordan Henderson's getting picked at the minute. You just think, come on, you know, James Ward-Prowse surely comes in above him. He's not, you know, he's not perfect by any means, but I just think he offers a lot. Uh, and I'd like to see him play more games for England. Perhaps perhaps this move will be the spark for him to add to his 11 caps, um, two goals for him. And he made his debut away to Germany in the same the same game that Nathan Redmond earned his one cap in. There were a, a few young Lions. We've already spoken about uh, a couple of them. A few more that made moves before the window shut. Harvey Vale went from Chelsea to Bristol Rovers. He's an England under 20 player. Lewis Hall, Chelsea to Newcastle. Um, he's um, 25 England youth caps from the under-15s to under-21s. Cameron Archer, Villa to Sheffield United, another young lion um, with 11 under-21 caps to his name. I think that could be a good move for him. Jed Spence, Tottenham to Leeds. Dane Scarlett, Tottenham to Ipswich. I've heard a lot of good things about him from Tottenham fans, but he's never really sort of made the the step up as far as I can gather maybe this loan move will be 
Dean Henderson, another goalkeeper, Manchester United to Crystal Palace for 15 million. He's just had the one England cap uh, when he came on as a sub against the Republic of Ireland. Of course, Manchester United bringing in, is it Andre Onana? Um, They've already got David De Gea on their books, so I guess that was an inevitable move. Then there was a a transfer, or is it a loan move, this one? But it's been a, a controversial topic throughout the summer. Mason Greenwood. Now, he was released by Manchester United on the 21st of August following a very complex set of circumstances. But he's ended up at Spanish side Getafe on loan. Getafe are based just outside of Madrid. It's all agreed on deadline day. He's just had that one cap for England where he came on as a substitute replacing Harry Kane uh, away to Iceland in 2020. He's had 12 minutes of an England career. I just think these these circumstances, I can't ever see him adding to that cap. It, all in all, it was a disastrous away trip for him as he was sent home with Phil Foden as well for that. Um, how, how do you want to... Tough yeah, Mason Greenwood. I think I think first off is that Man United haven't actually released him. He's gone out on loan to Getafe. Right. Okay. Uh, but but the way they reported it in the in the press was the fact that they would be released. So they've done it in a very clever way. Um, but he's he's essentially still a Manchester United player on loan at, at Getafe. I mean, it's just personally I wouldn't like to see him get in the England squad again. And we did mention just at the start of this podcast before we went live is that football has no morals. Football doesn't have no morals. He, he isn't the first. I mean, he let. I mean, being being honest and being fair, he hasn't. Obviously, there's no court of law that's found him guilty of anything. Um, but there are football players in the past who have been guilty of all sorts of different crimes and still gone on to play football. So it's not a surprise at all that he's. Um, that he's still in football and he's gone he's gone good uh, to Getafe. Um I did read a tweet that said what a a sorry summer of football that's been for the Spanish yes. in terms of with the kissing scandal and obviously signing Mason Greenwood. It's gonna divide opinion and he forever will. He will forever now divide opinion. Um as a footballer, strictly as a footballer, he looked phenomenal, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, he looked absolutely fantastic. But I would always be very, very disappointed if Mason Greenwood came back into the England squad. Um, under Gareth Southgate, I, I think that's impossible. I don't think yeah. it will happen. Um, having said that, though, Southgate isn't going to be England's manager in three or four years' time. And Greenwood's, what, 21 years old? Well, that's if, the thing. He's so young. And yeah. just... Yeah, so. if, he, if he goes to Getafe, has a, has, a good, has a good season there. Who knows? I mean, no one does literally know because... He hasn't been playing football for so long. Um, in three or four years' time, whoever England manager is, if he's had a, a good run of form, he may get picked again. And it wouldn't surprise me at all, but it would disappoint me. That would be always my my opinion on that. Um, we're not obviously privy, fully privy to the ins and outs and the, no. the full picture of what really went off. Uh, for me, the videos and the audio that was heard is pretty damning. So I don't understand what what would have to come out for me not to you know, take another opinion on that. But whatever the case is, is now in Getafe. Um, I'm glad he's left the country. Um, but yeah, I think I think Man United have been very sneaky with this, the way they've handled it. Um, and it just shows you that there, there are no morals in football. He's still got a contract with Man United until 2025. Right. Um, and I think, as, all, as we all were probably gauging, I think Man United were doing a few tests of the water, weren't they, and releasing certain things yes. to, see, to see how it would be handled and how it would be received. And I think they were pressured into this, really. I think Man United would have been happy to bring him straight back in um, this season. Um, so I think they've been forced to make this move. But I think Man United, certainly in the long term, still wish to bring him back into their squad. It's just uh, not not a nice set of circumstances for all involved, really. I mean, let, just sorry, Russell, just, you know, playing football for a living is an absolute privilege. It is yes. an absolute privilege and an honour. And these people earn phenomenal amounts of money. Playing for England, as we both know as England fans, I see that as a, a privilege beyond even just playing, you know, football for, for your job. It's it's the pinnacle. Um, and to get that, I think you need to meet certain standards off the pitch and on it. And and that's my opinion on Grayson Greenwood. And I don't think he meets those. 
Yeah, no, I, I'd be inclined to agree. Moving on, uh, Rob Holding, he never actually made a senior appearance for England, but he won five under 21 caps. He moved to Crystal Palace for five million. Callum Hudson Adoy went from Chelsea to Nottingham Forest for. I don't think a figure was ever put on this, but it was up to five million or something. Another of those players that you think, I oh, just never fulfilled his. England career, three England caps to his name, um, but never built on from there. Uh, and then a, the real surprise, I mean, I was away when this happened, when the the end of the, the transfer window happened. But this was a surprise. First of September, Cole Palmer, Manchester City to Chelsea, 42 and a half million. Never actually been in the, the senior squad, but you'd imagine he, he can't be far away. He he scored in the Community Shield. He scored in the Super Cup for Manchester City. I thought he was ready, up and coming for Manchester City. He's only 21 years old, and here he is moving to Chelsea. I just didn't see it coming. I no. really, I, I thought he was completely untouchable. A bit like it's just another Phil Foden, uh, Phil Foden, really. Yeah. The way that Pep spoke about him. It seemed like, given the pe- people who had left Man City this year, this was going to be his big breakthrough season. When he's played for Man City, he, he did start to play Champions League. He-, he-, he played a big part in their treble winning season last season. Towards the end of the uh, year, he was playing games. He's come in, played well in the Community Shield. And he looks a brilliant player. And for him to move to Chelsea, I, the- I just... I'm still quite shocked by it, really. And I think Chelsea potentially here, I've got an absolute steal. 21 years old, like you said, whatever he was, £40 million. Pounds. I just think he looks a quality player. And I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely flabbergasted that Pep and Man City have let him go. The only thing that sort of doesn't sit right with me is, is Chelsea's previous with players. They have so many players. I know they're trying to balance it all at the moment but they they had a history of loaning players out um i think pochettino has said he will he will give him time to fit into the the system at chelsea but i'm just i'm i'm hopeful that he he finds his feet at chelsea and makes makes his name there rather than being loaned out to i don't know some middle team in the dutch league or something like that yeah, I mean, a lot of these players we've already spoken to about where we've said they haven't really pushed on. It, Loftus-Cheek, Hudson-Odoi, yeah. Ross Barkley, they've all got something in common. They've all been at Chelsea. Um, <laughs> so, it's a, yeah, it is sometimes a place where it feels like players go for the careers to die pretty early. But I, I think his quality will shine through. Um, and and, and it, I think it speaks volumes about him because how easy would it have been for him to, to stay at Man City, to... You know, keep playing the 10, 12 games or whatever he was getting and maybe even, you know, look at going on. But he's wanting to play football and I think that's brilliant. And that's where you're looking at back at some of these other players like Hudson Odoi, for example. They they were happy just to sit playing 10 or 15 games a year, earning good money. But he's thinking, well, no, I want to try and force my way into a a starting lineup. So I think well done for him to wanting to move there. And I just really hope he, he pushes on because... He looks like he is going to be a fantastic talent. 13 under 21 caps and four goals as an attacking midfielder for Cole Palmer. Uh, yeah, I don't think it'll be long before he's called up to a, a squad. Whether it'll be this year, whether it'll be next year, we'll have to wait and see. It's down to him to, as you say, put his stamp on that Chelsea team. Uh, but yeah, wish him luck. And yeah, that kind of, rounds up all the England players that have made a move during the summer. There was a couple of retirements, Theo Walcott um, and Ben Foster, goalkeeper Ben Foster, uh, decided to hang up their boots and gloves. But out of all those particular players, which one which one do you think has made the the move of the, the window? I, I really like Bellingham to, to Real Madrid just because I think Bellingham, it really is the real deal. So that one really excites me. Um, I also think Madison to Tottenham. Yeah. I just think it's a, he's just a player that, given the way he's played for Leicester, I, I'm excited to see him in a bigger team. And I, I just think he's going to do really well there. If he stays fit, I just think he's going to be a real good signing for, um, for Tottenham. 
obviously Harry Kane as well is uh, is one that we'll all be keeping an eye on. That I, we all know what he's capable of. I think um, that's the thing with Harry Kane. He doesn't really. The reason why I picked him out is because he, he could have gone anywhere and he would just still be the same Harry yes. Kane banging goals in. So and he's at the stage of the career now where he's not he's not going to change that. We know who Harry Kane is. So yeah, hopefully he wins a trophy. Definitely. Yeah, Gary, thank you very much for your time. Um, on just going through those those transfers from the summer. Obviously, the the channel on YouTube we, we've mentioned that. What's what's your plans going forward for that? Yeah, so like I said at the start, I've had a, a really successful um, summer. It's been great covering the Women's World Cup. So moving forward, just continuing to cover the men's game. I am developing my studio at the minute, giving it a paint job and everything. So. <laughs> I, I, I might upload some videos this week that are going to be a little bit different while I get that ready. But yeah, come and join me on there. And it's, uh, it's exactly the same as you, Russell. I think we complement each other well. If you're interested in anything England, um, international related, then yeah, check me out on Channel England Football on YouTube. Always doing a good job. Of course, the I know we will meet up. I think it's the next two games in the October window, who did I say we've got? We've got Italy and Australia, I think. Yes, that's right. I mean, that Australian one's going to be, I think it's just going to be one of those nights, isn't it, at Wembley where paper aeroplanes and, <sighs> and all that lot will be going off. But we'll go, we'll go. But I'm looking forward to the Italy game, definitely, because, yeah. Uh, yeah, what a result we got away from home there. Absolutely. There we go. Good to be back with you. Don't forget, you can follow the show on social media. Just search three lions podcast and give it a follow there drop me a line say hi i'm also in the throes of putting together a series called your england journey uh, if you have any stories you'd like to share about following england what got you hooked your early memories all that sort of thing email me three lions podcast at gmail.com and we'll look at getting you on simple as that I will be back with you very soon with the Ukraine-Scotland preview, which also has a guide to Rotslav. That will be with you this week, and it will be something you can listen to as you're travelling to Poland, if you are going. So hit the subscribe button and you won't miss it. So until the next time, take care of yourselves. Cheers. Cheers.